Hey everyone, it's Brianna coming to you from the Lost Gettles Library, and you're listening to The Page Turner. Hello, and welcome back to The Page Turner. I'm Brianna, as always, and today we are wrapping up our summer series where we're talking to you, the patrons, with a very special guest. Uh, we have Tara Jayaraj here. Hi, Tara. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, full disclosure, we have filmed this. <laughs> How many times? This is the time for time. time. Yeah. Yeah. Tara kindly came back because I've been trying to fix the audio for the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, the first time we recorded, it just de- like deleted the footage when I clicked on something. Yeah. And then, so we recorded again that day. Uh-huh. And then I've been working the last two weeks to fix a random echo that started after like ten minutes. Yeah. Um. And what I've learned is that once that is, like, recorded, you can't remove an echo. It's very difficult. Oh. But if you... Right? Yeah, that's so... <laughs> I thought we've gotten past that. Right? Thank you. I was Googling so much. Mm-hmm. Googling, like, calling. I even, like, messaged, like, a, an audio company to be like, hey, like, do you have any oh, advice? Yeah. And they were like, it's too late. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay. Um, but we are back, and uh, with more tools, more software tools... Mm-hmm. Um, to help from that from happening. Um, Tilly, can you tell us how you got on the show? Oh, so I saw that you guys are like interviewing your patrons, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh my god, I love this library. <laughs> I love to get on here and like talk about books and stuff. So then I like went to your website and I was like, hey, could you have me on your show? Or like, if not, could we talk? Could you talk about this book? Yeah, um, yeah. Um, and that was just so wonderful. Um, so feel free to email us. LG page turner. If you go to our website, uh, you can get all the contact info, including the email. You can message us directly from the website. Um, we're always happy to hear from you guys. Um, and yeah, this is really, really great. <laughs> I was stoked to get your email. Um, so we are talking today about a book that you picked. Yeah. Um, and that is? It Was Never Let Me Go. By Kazuo Ishiguro. Mm-hmm. And can you tell me a bit, like, what made you pick up this book? Was it for school? Because I I was curious to know, because I remember, like, we have books for the teens here uh-huh. about, like, required reading. Uh-huh. So, was it required reading? No, it actually wasn't for school. Um, Clara and the Sun, one of his other books, was on, like, my teacher's, um, like, reading list. But yeah. I actually picked up the book, like, I want to say, like, last December. And it was, oh, like, wow. kind of, like, a funny reason why. But it was, like, <laughs> um, like one of my biggest... A celebrity crushes is Andrew Garfield. <laughs> valid, valid. Right? <laughs> and so I saw, like, a picture of him in the movie for Never Let Me Go. And I was like, oh, my God, this looks, like, so good. Because I love, like, <laughs> like the cinematography. It was such a beautiful-looking mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I had to watch it. But then I found out that there was a book for the movie. And, like, I have this thing where I, like, don't watch a show or, like, a movie if there's a book. Like, I'll yeah. have to read the book first. So I was like, okay, I need to pick up this book first. And so, yeah, it was kind of because of Andrew Griffith. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And I'm the same way. Like, yeah. there's so many movies I haven't seen mm-hmm. because I haven't read the book first. Yeah, exactly. And I'm, like, <laughs> waiting. Um, that's awesome. And so it must have really stuck with you then because you said last December, right? Yeah. It was, like, really good. I think I, well, I read it, like, over the break. Mm-hmm. So, like, it, I didn't have to worry about school and stuff. So oh, I could, nice. like, really enjoy it more. But, yeah, it's just, like, it's such a, like, a haunting book that I just, I, like, couldn't get over it. And it, like, really just sticks with you. 
Yeah, um, I love that you mentioned um, Chloe and the Sun, mm -hmm. and I found that was really interesting that they took off an older look of his on your um, guys' suggested reading list mm -hmm. and put a newer book yeah, of his. Yeah, Because um, I read that recently, mm -hmm. even before you told me what book you were picking, and I was like, oh, well, this might be a little bit of a twofer because yeah. Chloe and the Sun blew my mind as well. Yeah. And, you know, it, it reads like a thriller, mm -hmm. but it's not. It's really human? I don't know. Yeah. His stuff? Yeah, they're like, they're definitely like sci-fi, like they have like kind of like different elements and it's like a little bit dystopian, but mm -hmm. I feel like his books, it's very much like the focus is on like the relationships of the people in the books totally. rather than like the actual like society and like why, like how it became to be this way. Yeah, and I think, you know, a lot of people definitely could be frustrated if they wanted more world building. Yeah. But he drops you in and says, look, this is this reality. Uh -huh. How are people in this reality dealing with it? Yeah. And, yeah, it, yeah it's just great. Um, before we dive into the book, you told me that you have been coming to this library for how long? Oh, yeah. I want to say, like, 10 years. Because, wow. like, I remember I came here. Like, we hadn't even, like, moved to Los Gatos yet. <laughs> but we still live, like, 10 minutes away. Um, and, like, I love this library because, like, the children's section had those, like, big stained glass windows yeah. that you could, like, sit in, and I thought they were the coolest <laughs> thing. So, yeah, we've been, like, I, like, kept getting my mom to, like, drive us here. Like, mm. we've been coming here for a while, yeah. That, I love that, and the children's section is beautiful. Mm -hmm. Oh, Children's Library and Grace um, recently, you know, added fun toys, and she's always... She's always trying to make the children's area such a special place, and it yeah. really is. So if you live nearby and you haven't visited us yet, please, please do so. It's just a beautiful library. I know, yeah. Um, but yeah. So in your own words, why don't you tell me a little bit about what Never Let Me Go is about for the, well, for the listeners, I should say. Yeah, um, so basically it's about these, it's like set in England in like the 1990s. But, like, it's, like, a much more progressed 1990s mm -hmm. than our 1990s. Like, futuristic? Almost. Yeah, like, a futuristic 1990s. And, basically, um, it's about these, like, three kids, Kathy, Tommy, and Ruth. <laughs> and they're at this, like, boarding school. Um, but it's a little bit different from, like, the typical boarding school because they, like, don't have any contact with the outside world. And they also each don't have, like, any family at all. All their, like, reality exists within this, like, one boarding school. And you kind of come to find out in this, like, really, like, slow and, like, kind of chilling way that they were actually, like, um, like, they were, like, made for, like, to be organs to be used by other people. So they were literally just, like, clones that were created to be organ donors and that they would eventually all pretty much, like, die by, like, 30 or 40 um, when they, like, donate all their organs to, like, other people in the outside world. Who like and that's what they use to like cure every disease at this point. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you just basically learn like they're not even like they don't get any li real lives or they're not even like real people in this society. Which is just so fascinating because like you said and chilling like you said yeah. because he does he slowly unravels what's going on here and it reads like a literary thriller. Yeah, almost does, but, yeah. but but there's no huge bang. It's it's more like a devastating. Yeah. Understanding. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's, like, very slow, but then it, you it, like, hits you all of a sudden. Like, you close the book, and you're like, oh, my God. What did I do? <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, and I, like, clearly on the sun, same thing where, um, you know, futuristic, we have all this technology. You can now, when your child's born, you can choose whether or not they can, quote, unquote, ascend. 
Yeah. And that means genetically altering altering them so they're smarter. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. Um, cause what's in, that's never explained that. Yeah, exactly. Like, what is the it's just that? like, oh, they're lifted kids, and yeah. like, you just kind of had to like glean the meaning from that. But like, it's never like a main focus of the book. Or no, anything. not at all. Yeah. And yeah, like like what are the benefits? I mean, now you know, of course, now that most people choose to to have their children like lifted. Um, now there's discrimination against people who don't and kids yeah. that don't. Like, you won't yeah. get into college. There's only one special school for kids. Uh-huh. Yeah. But the catch is that there's a good chance your child will die. Yeah. And when they get older. It, like, makes you, like, very sick to, like, lift them. Yeah. So it's just, it's, like, kind of crazy when you see, like, how many parents are, like, okay with that give and take. Taking the coin toss. Yeah. And then until they actually get to that point and they're, like, no, I can't have my child die. Like, yeah, like, what do you mean? Like, yeah. No, like, they're lifted, like, they should be yeah. fine. And it's, like, there's this societal pressure mm-hmm. to yeah. lift your kids. Yeah, because, like, you saw, like, um, her one friend that, like, didn't get lifted. Mm-hmm. Like, he was, nobody, like, even wanted to talk to him. Yeah. And when he came to, like, the little gathering they had, like, the other parents were like, are you sure he should be here? And yeah. it's like, I don't, I wasn't even sure how you could, like, really tell the difference between these kids. Exactly. Yeah. It really is all in their minds. And... One of the great things about that book is you go through each parent's emotions yeah. about it, uh-huh. including the, the the mother of the son who isn't lifted. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so uh, Ishiguro, like, he's he does something really special there. And so I can see why his books mm-hmm. are great like, book club books and stuff yeah. like that. Um, so what specifically touched you most about Never Let Me Go? Um, what I really liked about Never Let Me Go is, like, Kathy, Mm -hmm. the main character, the way that she would, like, recount her memories and, like, um, kind of, like, describe, like, pivotal moments in her life, like, looking back, was just, like, so similar to, like, how I, like, pick apart stuff like that, like, before I go to bed or something, Mm -hmm. like, before I fall asleep, and it was just, like, I, like, it was so interesting to see, like, the way that she was thinking being so similar to my way of thinking, like, she would literally, like, go through every conversation and be, like, well, what did I, like, learn from this, and, like, how did the tone shift here, and I was, like, and I guess, like, some people might find it, like, a little bit boring the way she's, like, obsessing (laughs) over these tiny things, but, like, I was, like, oh, my God, like, I overthink (laughs) exactly like that, so I just, yeah, I really liked how, like, she was, like, always going to get, like, into, like, the nitty-gritty details Mm -hmm. of, like, human interactions and stuff like that. And that was just, like, really, like, like, personal to me. Yeah, and I think that's one of the things that makes it also so devastating. Mm -hmm. Um, Because you're around the same age, Mm -hmm. and you're like, wow, I I can really relate to her. And then you realize her destiny. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Which they're told it's their destiny, like, almost to try to spin it. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh my gosh, like, I, I don't, I mean, I don't know, but uh, exactly how you'd feel, but it's, it's weird to, it would be weird, I think, for me to be in high school and read about this student and person, like, knowing that the journey will be cut yeah. short. Yeah, like, enti- it's just, like, over in, like, 10 years. And it's, like, it's crazy because, like, she's not even allowed to, like, mature faster so that, like, she would, like, somehow, like, get a little bit more of life in because mm-hmm. they're so, like, sheltered and isolated from society for, like, the first, like, 18 years of their life. And they only really get to experience the outside world for, like, the last 10 or so. And then when they get there, everybody, like, hates them because they're, like, clones and, like, yeah. nobody really wants to touch them or show them any affection. Or they're, like, freaked out by them almost. Yeah, exactly. So it, like, almost kind of makes them think, like, oh... 
I guess I don't really want to spend time here, and I might as well just, like, donate my organs and fulfill and my finish purpose. it. Yeah. Oh, so sad. It is. Um, yeah, and the... I think what's so crazy, too, is the science in his books. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, cloning has been something we've been trying to do forever. Yeah. And... Um, I know that in terms of, like, replacing organs and tissues, like, we're trying to do, like, cellular, mm-hmm. like, grow cells from, like, one cell, and, yeah. and we grow organs, and so it's interesting to me that in that society, they only figured out how to help other people by growing a full human being. Yeah, like, they could only, like, that was the only cure to every disease was just to, like, cut out the problem organ and put in, like, a new organ. Oh and it was like, I mean, I guess that would work it today, but like, obviously, you'd need a lot more organs. So that's where like, <laughs> yeah. the clones come in. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And then it's also like, I know in Clear in the Sun, um, something that he is talked about is pollution. Mm-hmm. There's these yeah. huge machines that pollute the air. Yeah, yeah. The big, like, she, I remember she had like a funny name for it. Yes, like, yeah. Yeah, I was like, that's cute. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was like, okay, like, that's a time of the future. Like, pollution is a very real thing. Um, And so it makes me wonder then, and never let me go, like, why do people need more organs so badly? Yeah. Like, what is going on that, like, it's expected Mm -hmm. that, like... Um, I think... I don't... I don't don't know if I'm remembering correctly, but Mm -hmm. I think it was, like, like, cancer. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people were, like, getting cancer, and they found it, like, the easiest way to get rid of it, rather than, like, still researching it, was just to, like do an organ transplant. So, and, like, catch it before. Yeah. Like, like a bunch of examinations mm-hmm. to keep track, and then once you've detected it, like, just it's switch like, it out. It's like, just cut it out, and then oh. it'll be fine. And then, then, but, like, obviously that, like, would mean that you would need, like, so many organs. And so I think how they originally did it was that they would just grow these, like, unconscious, like, uh, like, I feel like there were human beings, but they had, like, organs, but they didn't know what they were. Mm-hmm. So they could still get the organs without, like, kind of, like, compromising their reality, I mm-hmm. guess. But then, like, the the reason that they ended up, like, actually getting lives and getting this boarding school was because, like, some people higher up decided, like, wait, this isn't, like, right. We should, like, try to give them a life before we take away their life and take all their organs. <laughs> and yet you don't want to see them know that they exist. Yeah. Like, keep them out of the way. Exactly. It's, like, this weird, like, I need to feel good about it, but I don't need to, like, see it right in front of my eyes, yeah. you know? Which, which sounds, unfortunately, sounds way too real. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then in Clearing the Sun, they have these AIs mm-hmm. that are supposed to be children companions for p- ch- lifted children. Yeah. That are supposed to be the companions if they end up dying. Like, yeah. I don't even really know. Like, Yeah, they were like, I think they're supposed to, like, monitor them and, like, keep them healthy. But, like, the one, like, Josie's mom, like, mm-hmm. she, like, kind of had this idea to, like, turn Clara into a replacement Josie, which I don't think, like, was happening at the time, usually, but, like... It seemed really underground. Yeah, she wanted to, like, start doing that in case, like, Josie died, because she already lost a child. Yes. And it's just, like, crazy that she, like... Like, those scenes where she would, like, make Clara, like, act like Josie, ugh, they were, like, really icky. Yeah, it was so spooky. When when she first... um, And you're supposed to let the child pick the AI. Mm -hmm, And when Josie finally found one that she liked she wanted Clara um she the mom was like can you walk like Josie yeah it was so unsettling yeah it was really weird yeah like can you talk like Josie like and at the same time she's so spooked by her but also trying to get close to her because she knows 
she may be replacing her daughter. Yeah, like that could be all she ends up with because yeah. she chose to lift her daughter. Yeah, it's yeah. it's wild. <laughs> yeah, and and it, it is. It's so um, like you were saying earlier. It's kind of dystopian. And have you read any other dystopias? Yeah, um, I think in school we read what was it? Brave New World. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> yeah, it wasn't exactly my favorite. Yeah. Um, and then oh, I also read like The Hunger Games. Which, oh. Yes. I really did enjoy the Hunger Games. Like I know it's like um young adult, but I still I think it like it still holds up pretty well. Like if you're looking at like Brave New World and stuff, like mm-hmm. I thought like the way um like the world building was really good mm-hmm. and like Agreed. the societal dynamics were some like very realistic stuff that you could find today. So I really liked it. Yeah. I totally agree. Animal Farm it's so funny you say that because Animal Farm I think had great ideas, like people taking pills to, like, be happy. Mm-hmm. Like, just oh, take a pill. Oh, Brave New World. Oh, sorry, yeah. Yeah, I was like, Did I, say I, yeah. I was like, wait, I haven't so, read Animal Farm. No, sorry, Animal Farm is great. No, Animal Farm is really yeah, good. Yeah, I haven't read any George Orwell. You, okay, so Animal Farm and George... Uh, I can't talk today. It's Friday, guys. Um, and 1984 are phenomenal. Uh-huh. I read 1984 for the first time in college. I stayed... It was a signed reading, and I stayed up mm-hmm. late because I was hooked. Oh, and it was so dark, fun. and I remember getting to a part that's, like kind of devastating and spooky and I jumped I got so scared and my heart was oh beating my so fast I yeah. felt like I was being watched oh, and you know yeah. like no spoilers for this mm-hmm. but like you know Big Brother comes from 1984 Big oh, Brother's yeah. always watching and there's a there's just I and that forever stuck with me mm-hmm. that one scene yeah. that I was like looking around I was so scared I felt like that's I was being like watched that's really good I feel it's really good when like a book like provokes like a physical response because it's just kind of like it's words on a page like I feel like it's easier to get that out of like a song or a movie where like you could hear somebody deliver the line Mm -hmm. but when it's just like on a page like that's really good yeah Yeah. when you get so absorbed that you're Mm -hmm. yeah it was wild so definitely that and then animal foam is great and it's much shorter it's um but yeah brave new world I remember being like the plot just went off the rails yeah, I could not tell you what was happening in that ending. Like, yeah. I didn't understand the purpose of any of that. Yeah, like, I was like, I don't, okay, like, I'm following, and then it was just like, why yeah. did you take it in that direction? Yeah. Um, I mean, I did, I, I will say I liked how, like, it was kind of like a failed revolution, because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of dystopian novels don't often, like, take into account, like, how hard it is to, like, overthrow such a, like, well integrated like system of oppression yes and so i did like how they were like no this one random guy is not going to topple the whole thing down we're yes. still going to keep going yeah like people yeah. are going to be intrigued but they're not going to reflect yeah and then they're not yeah. going to act you have to reflect act hold your ground yeah it's like a whole thing and like if they make it seem very easy if you like you know just like read a book and it's like okay yeah i could see a revolution happening mm-hmm. but it's like in real life, that would nowhere near that. Like, yeah. it would take so long, and, like, you would need so much support. You'd have to, to dedicate it. your whole life. Yeah, and to... even that might not be enough. And yeah. that's, like, yeah. Good point. You have no guarantees that mm-hmm. once you're gone, you'll work. But that's what makes people so brave and courageous that yeah. are willing to. But I think the point you just made is one of the reasons probably why you also really like The Hunger Games. Yeah. Because that doesn't end happy. Spoiler alert. Oh, no, yeah. (laughs) Spoiler alert. That, like, I really liked how that revolution was just kind of, like, um, it it was much harder to, like, get off the ground, first of all. And then, like, also, like, Katniss, she, like, was just kind of, like, something they used the whole time. Yes. She never had, like, any agency in Mm -hmm. all of it, which, like, definitely made sense. No one's going to let a 16-year-old girl 
you know, like, no one's going to listen to her views or anything. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the whole, like, plot twist with them, like, actually having, like, a very similar agenda to the people already in power. Yeah. That was just, like, oh, my God. Like, literally, that would definitely happen. Like, yeah. Like, we would definitely get, like, you know, like, lured in with, like, they're kind of, like, no, it'll be better under us. And then it just ends up being, like, the same. Yeah. And they still have the games. Yeah. Yeah. And, they, like... And- and, like, how Candace is, like, depressed at the end. She didn't want to have kids yeah. in this world. And, everyone, you know, some people will see, like, oh, like, happy ending when she's with Peter. Like, mm-hmm. you have kids. Like, she didn't want that. She yeah. didn't want, but, like, what are you going to do? <laughs> like, yeah, she was just, like, I mean, like, I, I can't, like, you. she was just, like, you know, like, people are always going to have, like, some sort of violent tendency. And it's just always going to get into, like, this course again. She, like, kind of, yeah, she ended it very, like, depressed and kind yeah. of defeatist. And she's, but I did kind of like how she's like, it's just going to keep happening. And I can't, like, wait for it to get better. So I just have to, like, move out into, like, the country and, like, try to, like, keep living my life yeah. in any way I can. And I think, too, which is also a very real um, reaction is, like, I have fought for so many years, and, mm-hmm. well, again, spoiler alert, but they've been out for a while in the movies. Yeah. Um, Prue still dies. Yeah, Prue still... The whole reason she even got involved at yeah. all was to keep Prue alive. Like, one thing I liked about Katniss is that she was, like, selfish and stubborn. Like, mm-hmm. never was she, like, ready to, like, extend a hand to anyone. She had, like, two goals in mind, and that mm-hmm. was, like, to keep herself alive and Prue alive. Yes. And she always tried to stick to that. And I was like, I that's very realistic, and I, like, respect that. You know, you're not here to, like, create a whole movement. She doesn't want to be the Mockingjay. Exactly. She just wants herself and her family, like, alive. She wants, like, food in their stomachs. Yeah. Very sensible. But then even after all that, Prue dies. So yeah. it's like, you know, the whole thing is just so, like, futile. Like, Which, she's like, yeah. nothing I do would have, like, been able to really stop that. Yeah, and I think and I think the de- the realization of that is just so devastating, mm-hmm. and yeah. I think it's also brilliant too because it is geared towards teens. The book series, yeah. and I feel like that's not something you would normally see. Like in yeah, another it's series, really good who would live? Literature, yeah, who would live? Right, would it would live. be all worth it. Yeah, it would be like a much. It might have been like a perfect society at the end, but they'd be like, "This is like as close to perfect as we can get." Yes, there would be like no uncertainty that like this could happen again. Mm-hmm. But like the whole the book ends and there's like still so many questions. Which I'm like glad it ended like that because you know Katniss would still have so many questions. Yeah, she like never be able to like fully trust you know whatever society she's like anything. Yeah, Yeah. anything with anyone. Like yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, really good. I will admit though I couldn't finish the third book. Yeah, the I was like this is I tried twice. Yeah, (laughs) I like the third book because it's definitely much slower paced and like like, way, like, sadder, and, like, there's less action, less, like, any, like, gratification, and so many deaths, but I was, like, you know, I think that is, like, the perfect kind of, like, terrible ending Mm -hmm. to the whole thing. Mm -hmm. It just, it seemed like the most, the ending that, like, made the most sense, but, like, yeah, I know, like, even, like, the last two movies, everyone's, like, yeah, Catching Fire was great, but I don't know if I can really sit through this one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Catching Fire, I remember, because I first read it, like, a long time ago, I remember being so impressed by, like, <laughs> this is going to sound the devastating things that were happening. Like, yeah. when he called all the past winners who were old oh, and feeble. Oh, that was so good. Because I was, like, like not to, like, I mean, I don't like President stuff. No. <laughs> but that was, like, the smartest move. That, that was, like, the move. Like, he made the move. I was, like... 
that is such a perfect way to get rid of like every problem and it lines up with the quarter quail like perfectly like you think you're safe yeah it when, was just like you won. it was absolutely genius and yeah. i was like oh my god like that was like suzanne collins like she really she was she really like she went to the depths yeah. for that one like mm-hmm. she I remember, and I just remember being like, this is so cruel. Yeah, like, it was, this is like, so cool. Like, are you, really? Like, are you kidding me? All the, pe- oh, yeah. just awful. And then, the other revelation of them being on a clock. Oh. Genius. <gasps> that was so good. The whole time, like, that one lady was, like, saying TikTok, and everybody thought she yes. was, like, insane. And they kind of like, it's a clock. That was so good. <laughs> so good. Oh, yeah. I agree. I feel, still think that's one of, like, the most genius. It was so creative to, like, make it, like, set up that way. Yeah. yeah. And, like, you better get out of this area when it's not in Yeah, person. and then, like, the, the fact that they could, like, twist you so that you, like, get confused, like, which area was with, and yes. all your progress is just lost, like, yeah. immediately. I yeah. mean, like, that takes some, like, those, the engineers of the games are, like, some really messed yeah. up people. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought that was brilliant. <laughs> yeah, it was a really good move. If I was a messed up engineer, I would be <laughs> proud just, Yeah. yeah. I'd be like, we've outdone ourselves yeah. this time, guys. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Um, so, oh, one more thing we didn't touch on with Never Let Me Go, mm-hmm. which I'll let you explain, is, like, the way that the author, like you were saying, you know, she acted like a regular teenager, you know, yeah. going over things in her head over and over again. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, on top of this story mm-hmm. um, is the love triangle. Oh, yeah. And how they think they can escape their fate. Uh-huh. Yes. Oh, my God. I love the love. It's so funny because when I think of Never Let Me Go, the romance is, like, the first thing that comes to my mind, mm-hmm. despite it, like, having, like, all these other themes and stuff like that. But I, I loved it so much because, I mean, it was, like, devastating mm-hmm. because, like, their lives were so short. But basically, like, what happened was, like, um, it was Kathy, Tommy, and Ruth, and, like, Ruth and Tommy were dating, but, like, Kathy and Tommy always had this kind of, like, chemistry with each other. And they always thought that something could happen. But then, like, Ruth was, like, getting jealous because she was dating Tommy. So she was, like, she basically told Kathy one day, like, Tommy, like, will never love you. Mm-hmm. And, like, doesn't want to be with, like, girls like you, I guess. And then, so wild. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you're, it's like, you're all clones. I don't really know. <laughs> like, I don't know what you're talking about. We have the same life. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so, then, um... But, you know, Tommy, like, never said any of that. So, like, the whole time, Kathy was just like, oh, I guess, like, I there's, like, no future with me and him ever. And then it's only when, like, Ruth is, like, nearing the end of her life that she's like, Kathy, and, like, Tommy, she's like, I'm so sorry that I, like, lied to you guys. And, like, I really want you guys to actually have a chance to, like, have a romance and stuff. And it's just, like, devastating because, like, in real life, a missed opportunity like that would, like, really suck. But it's, like magnified 10 times because it's like they only have like 30 to 40 years and there's not the chance of them making a friendship enough to like fall yeah. in love with a friend is yeah. not gonna happen it's again. literally impossible because nobody in the outside world wants to even like get to know them yeah so tommy was like her only option so basically at the end ruth is like trying to remedy this and she was like i've heard that rumor that you can like get a deferral and put off your like donations for a few years if like you know if you are truly in love and like me I thought like this would be like a typical book and yeah I was, but what's gonna end happy yeah I thought this <laughs> I thought this would be like oh this is like the turning point they'll get their <laughs> deferral and like yeah maybe they'll die but at least they had these few years together and then it's like you know they get there and they're like to the like headmaster and they're like please like we're like really in love and then she's like 
oh my god, the deferral is just a rumor. We've never given a deferral to anyone, and we're not going to start now or anything. (laughs) And I was like, oh my god, they're just, they're the main characters, but they're just getting treated like, you know, everybody else in the book. Because it's like focusing on these like side characters. They're not going to like do a revolution or anything. This is just like their lives. and This This is is a glimpse into this world. Yeah, and it's so good because it's like, you know, you think like, no, they like really love each other. And the headmaster is like, they like she. I think she even asked him. She's like, you don't, you don't even know what love is. Like, it's not even that simple. You haven't been alive that long. But it's like you're not giving them a chance to even. Yeah, like, and it's such a painful to blow to say that to them because yeah. all they have, like you said, Kathy reviewing interactions, all they have yeah. is each other and mm-hmm. this environment. And to you know, true, they they don't get the experiences. So maybe that you know to say you don't know what love is, but it's like, but no, they. But they do. They may know it even more because this is all they have and all they know. Yeah, yeah. That's a great point, yeah. So, oh, it's so devastating. It's so devastating. And even worse, they have to take care of each other yeah. when they're dying. That was, like, such a unique um, thing that, like, form of torture that he could, like, put in that book was that basically the only career that they could have is to, like, look after each other after, like, organ donation so like you know you have to see your friend like dying in front of you but mm-hmm. like your job is to like take care of them so you can't like you have to like make them happy and it's like and like Kathy had to go through seeing like both Ruth and Tommy die before yeah. she could even like start her donation and it's just like what a like that's a terrible way to like live you know spend yeah. your like years in the outside world is just like see everyone you grew up with like donating and dying basically. yeah and it's Interesting, too, because I feel like in dystopian worlds, they try to keep those things under wrap. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like, they did have the rumor about, like, how you could get out of it. Yeah. But usually there's always, like, a rumor about, like, what happens. Like, where'd they go? Yeah. You know? Yeah, and but this... they were very upfront about this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it took a little bit of unraveling. But, like, once they got to that point, it was just like, yeah, you, like, have four donations and you're pretty much done. And they were, like, pretty blunt about that. And there was, like, no bending of the rules ever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Um, Cause you're Ishiguro, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. He, there's another one by him. I can't remember the title. I'll put it in the show notes. Um, I always on a website put the books we talked about and things like that. So I will look up the book name. But there's another one by him that I want to read. Mm-hmm. That's it's the same thing. Like things are not as they seem. Yeah. And it doesn't come out until like. Oh it's yeah. It's unraveled. So and it's funny. I was annoyed when I first finished Claire in the Sun because I was thinking you could tell that there's something sinister going on yeah and I expected something more blunt but then when you finish like you said and you're still thinking about his books you're yeah. like wow like yeah. that's brilliant and it's it was just kind of crazy to me like how forgiving the main characters were like Clara at the end of the book mm-hmm. she was like left like discarded in a junkyard and she was just like happy because she could like see the sunset every day yeah. and I think even Kathy like at the end of the book she was like you know she just like saw Tommy die and she was like you know I I'm still not convinced that like our lives are very different from the people who we save because it's like you know, we're both, we're all just, like, a little bit lost in this world, and we're all trying to figure it out, and we all, you know, end up completing. And even though they end up completing, like, much later than me, mm-hmm. which is just, like, dying. Yeah, and she's like, means dying. You know, we've, like, lived through very similar experiences in the years that we've shared. And I was like, that is so beautiful, because I would not have that I'd, Yeah, I'd be mad. <laughs> I'd be like, they don't deserve this. Yeah, <laughs> but totally. They were, but Clara and Kathy were just, like, so forgiving and, like, so 
accepting of their life which I mean part of that might be just because like they've been like that's been like what's been taught to them Mm -hmm. and like ingrained in them so it would be like harder to like accept a different reality but I know like like Tommy for example he was like mad like he had like a whole like chilling like screaming scene where he like just like before his death I think where he like couldn't accept it but Kathy even after witnessing that she was like yeah I mean I don't really see, like, a different way to go about things, so I might as well just, like, kind of accept it mm-hmm. and, like, try to make the best of it, yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's just so so many things, like so you were saying. So many things, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you so much for coming back down for the third time. <laughs> um, yeah. You deserve, like, a medal or <laughs> something. Well, this is, like, so fun to do, though. Yeah, it's, like, not, yeah, it's, like, not taking anything. Um, and it's funny because every time we talked, I feel like we've, uh, discovered more about yeah, the book. Yeah, it was like the same topic every time, but yeah. it's like, it just gets better and better. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, so thank you so much. This episode is coming out beginning of August. I want to let everyone know if you signed up for a summer reading, come on down and get your prize. You know, as long as you've read one book this summer um, and you logged it into a summer reading, you can come down and get a free book of your choice. And guys, we have a lot of goodies. <laughs> um, so thank you again, Tara, for coming. Yeah. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your summer. Thank you. Yes, you too. (laughs) Thank you all for listening. This has been The Page Time.